Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Teacher Renewed Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Palmas. I am a wife, mom, author, and lifelong educator who has been doing some hard work for two decades. This podcast is about renewing hope, happiness, and belief in education. We get real and talk candidly about ways educators across the globe are working to uproot the education system and making transformational changes for all educators and students. And beyond the why and the what these transformational education leaders are doing, we get into the how you as an educator can drive toward these changes. I am here to take away the pain, exhaustion that too many of us feel day in and day out and rid ourselves of the question if we made the right career choice. Trust me, you did. So let's dig in and ignite the joy, passion, and belief all educators had when deciding to enter a career in education. And let's make some change. So much is possible in education. Welcome back to the Teacher Renewed Podcast. I am doing a solo episode and I'm doing this in honor of a couple of things. This comes, it was a really powerful 10 days and something came out of it. And a lot of people ask like, how Kelly, beyond the intentionality of these steps that you take and really work to infuse in your life, are there other factors that help enhance the element of happiness and joy in which you try to live with, live for, and embody. And I have to be really real and really honest. And so I shared this in another podcast I was a guest on, which is called Queens Will Shine. So you can hear that episode if you want to look it up. But I do want to share with my listeners and my community and Teach Renewed very vulnerably about my journey because education is hard. Being an educator is hard. You all know that I left the classroom due to burnout. And that was what I thought was my sole purpose on earth. And I've come to realize that my my life has evolved and turned various corners into something that is different. And there is a story behind that. I share this episode on the brink of my three and a half year soberversary. In May 2019, I had the good fortune of being in the presence with a friend who was on her own sober journey and asked her what compelled her to do that. And she shared, and that made me sober curious. And I was like, I want to try this. I want that life. And I'm going to share very vulnerably, like I said, where that came from and where I was to the point that I felt like I needed to choose sobriety. And so with that vulnerability, here I am sharing this story, what it's taught me. And I can't live in the past, but for those of you who might be fighting a dependency and or a way to self-medicate, I'll share this story with you because I had sobriety prior to leaving the classroom. I don't know that I would have left, you know, but coulda, shoulda, woulda, we don't know. And I, like I said multiple times, I'm, I know that I'm exactly where I need to be. But with that, I chose in May, 2019 to stop drinking. And at that point, I was, I was born in 79. So at that point I had about 
20 years almost of drinking every day. And my drinking became more excessive. I don't think I realized it until when I was off the clock, I was drinking a lot. And that had been the case for many, many years. In fact, I recall going to work hungover, um, having had a bottle of wine on my own. Erin would give me a hard time because we'd go up to Virginia to a special place that we just didn't have in our location. So we would drive up to Virginia, get a, a case of this specific wine and then be gone in a mere two weeks. Um, and even though he and I would share the wine, I was drinking the bulk of it. And again, this was over the course of many, many, many years. And so when my dear friend said she is in recovery, that made me wonder, should I be in recovery? I didn't know. And as we started talking about our stories, there were a lot of overlaps. And when I heard her say she wanted to be a different mom, that's when I had that moment of, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I made the choice. May 6th, 2019 was my first day of no alcohol. Shortly after that, I had a hard time. The next Sunday was Mother's Day and I was bitter. And two weeks after that, I had what is called an atypical migraine that presented itself as a stroke. We never quite understood if it was stress that I was going through, if it was my brain reconfiguring due to my own dependency because I'd been self-medicating for however many years, but that landed me in the hospital. And that then landed me with a doctor for the first time saying, why have you felt the need to self-medicate for so long? What have been your other stories where you have used alcohol as a source of medication? And there was story after story after story. And a lot of those stories were while I was teaching. I shared those stories and she had asked, did you ever get diagnosed with depression or anxiety? And I said, I've been told I have anxiety. I've seen therapists. I have gone to counseling, but it's never been officially diagnosed. And so we set out on a path to see what was going on with my mental health. We found out that I had severe depression and also anxiety. At the time I was about to turn 40, and this was the first time that I was presented with the opportunity to take medication. And I was conflicted. I was conflicted because I wasn't sure if this was just another band-aid for my self-medicating. Would it serve another addiction? The medication seemed to be working. And so I want to share with you, my community, that I have been on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication shortly after I chose to stop drinking. I can also say that who I am every day seems so much more authentic than the person I ever was. I smile and I laugh 
and I embody pillars of joy. For those of you who are in the happiness challenge, you know what those eight pillars are, but I embody them so authentically. I have taken Prince and Myers-Briggs and Finders and all these things and all of the components of my personality and strengths and whatnot seem to be more genuine than they ever have been because these are truly who I am. The dial and changed my trajectory and took out the drinking. Yes, I suddenly was starting to sleep. I was also had more energy because I was sleeping. I was also not hungover. And so I was able to get so much more done. There's also something in my system that says, let's just tweak this little piece of your brain and make sure that you are firing on all cylinders. And I show up in this world a completely different person. And I'm not advocating one way or another. We all need something different. I needed to stop drinking. <laughs> that was my reality. I also needed an antidepressant and anti-anxiety pill to get me through. And the rewiring has really supported me. And I'm gonna say this, and I say this a lot as we talk about a renewed sense of hope, but as an educator, as a teacher, we often walk away from something we're passionate about. We walk away from something we love because teaching gives us purpose. Being in education gives us purpose. It is one of the most rewarding jobs we could ever have because we get to look to the future and say, I had a part of that. But what's happening in education is we are burning out or we're demoralized and we don't know what to do with those emotions. And they impact us. I, I recently was a part of a coaching intensive and we talked about how our brain, our heart and our physical bodies are one. When something happens to our mental capacity, our brain, the other two are automatically impacted. If something happens to our heart, our emotions, our brain and our bodies, the physical component of our bodies are impacted. They go hand in hand. They are so linked that if we are not taking care of all three facets, then something is going to be off. And in education, we're not doing the best job of taking care of all three of those things. And so what I have done and what I encourage teachers to do before you give up on your heart and the work of this, this heart work, because your mind is telling you something or your body is telling you something, there are ways in which we can get those into check and stay in this work. Believe me, there are so many of us who have worked to reconfigure those three things and align them and get in coherence so that we can move forward with this work. And I'm sharing this really vulnerably because there's a strong likelihood that you or someone you know is contemplating leaving. And if that is the case, reach out to me. Let's dig into a coaching session. Let's start talking about what that trajectory toward alignment and coherence can look like, because I know it is so powerful. I know that it gives us a sense of renewed purpose 
in order to support those futures, our future. Teaching is hard, but it is so worth it, especially when we have found a way to care for ourselves. I have found a way. There have been a few days here and there since I went back to the school that I have said, oh, I don't wanna go to school. We all have that. But I also have tools to help me bounce back. So I share this again, very vulnerably with the world, with this teacher renewed community that yes, I don't drink anymore. I'm not saying you don't have to drink anymore. I was self-medicating. I don't want you to be self-medicating, but I have all these other tools in my toolbox to regulate, to support the interconnectedness of my heart, my mind, and my body. And I want that for all educators. That is what Teacher Renewed was born out of. And what it's come to be is not only how do we care for ourselves, but how do we care for the heart work of the complexity of this system and think about and do what is possible in education? Well, guess what? Being a sober educator is possible. Being in alignment with our mind, our hearts, and our bodies is possible as an educator. There are things we have to intentionally do. And those things I can help you with because that is my heart work. As a teacher coach, I want to see teachers care for themselves so we can care for our students. You hear me say this time and time again, this is all about you and not at all about you. The not all about you is about your students. And yes, we do have to put our students first, but when I took my life into my hands and said, what does sobriety look like? What does it mean to get my mind right? I wouldn't have done that had I not become sober and my, my neural pathways were saying, what is happening? We are deficient in something and it's called alcohol and then brought me into the hospital. But with that being said, with that happening was such a gift to who I am today and how I show up. So with this mini episode, reach out to me. If you are looking to find ways to get into a coherence with your mind, your heart, and your body, let's talk about that. DM me, email message me, whatever it is, and also know that I am here for you. That is part of my charge. I share this because I know there's so many of us hurting. It might be hurting in our minds, it might be hurting in our hearts, it might be hurting in our body, but whatever it is, it's affecting all three. And we are community. The world needs us. What is this world without educators? What is this world without education? And when the system is messed up as it is, and we can or cannot change all of the other things in the system, what we need to start with is ourselves. And every day, despite the system, I show up and I love what I do. I love the people I work with and great gratitude to our students, their families and my colleagues and you all. You all have renewed my own sense of purpose. With that, I share my gratitude. I share my heart. I share my mind and my well-being with all of you. Thanks for joining me today.
Wow, another episode in the books. Thank you so much for joining me today and every week on the podcast. So what are you taking away from today's episode? Let me know by heading to Instagram and either commenting on this episode's IG picture or DM me and tell me you listened to the episode and share a little nugget you received. I am at teacher underscore renewed. And as always, if you liked this episode and know someone who is on a journey to becoming a better teacher and educator, share this with them. And it might just be the one thing they needed to hear today. Or share this episode in your stories and tag me at teacher underscore renewed. All right, my friends, I will be back next week with another episode for more of what's possible in education.